welcome back to another episode of the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm super excited for this episode because it is the culmination of our month on purpose. In this episode, you are going to get to experience the interview I did with my friend Nancy Lalanne, who was one of my students in the Empowerment for Everybody course, and who went through every single module that we talked about on this podcast. Together, we're going to chat about the ways that she was able to find a clearer version of her purpose and really execute something she had wanted to do for a very long time. And I'm really excited for you to hear from her. So without further ado, here's Nancy. And yellow looks all right, so welcome, Nancy, to the Temple of Terry podcast. I'm super excited you're here. So for those of you that are listening, Nancy was one of my attendees in the first Empowerment for Everybody workshop, and she has gone through the, um, the purpose module, which is what this podcast has been for the last few weeks. And so, Nancy, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us uh, about your business and what you do and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, my name is Nancy Lalan. Um, I am from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, if I have to say New York, then I don't know where to deal with that. But Brooklyn, we say it hard. But um, I am a photographer. I do portraits. I do empowerment photography. Um, I came into this knowing of what I want to do because my father was a photographer and I was very inspired by the uh, ways that we can stop time and just capture these moments in people's lives. And I love what I do because now I've created my own experience with it and um, it charges people and brings them to a place of joy and sometimes just sentiment and I just love it yeah yeah that's that's amazing (laughs) and I always think that's cool how like when I hear people talk about how they've kind of followed in the footsteps of somebody that came before them but then how they put their own spin on and took basically everything we're going to talk about today took all the things that make you you and uh, put that into the same craft or the same medium right to have uh, to fulfill your mission or message and purpose um, and so on but we're inspired by somebody else's purpose and message and mission so yeah so that's kind of cool so because uh, Nancy has gone through the, the we had a workbook that we went through we're going to kind of just like kind of go through your answers that you had for that and talk a little bit about the different segments So the first week on the podcast this year, we talked about passions and how passions play a part in our purpose and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we touched on was the difference between our harmonious or obsessive passion. So when we filled that out during our course, did you find that you had harmonious passions or that previous harmonious passions had turned obsessive or anything like that? Uh, um, okay. So passions were outside of me in that sense. I didn't really give myself permission to fully engage in my passions. Um, so I was passionate about prints, about music, about things like that, but could I do it? 
I was, I was an office manager for 20 years for a performing arts center. I was passionate about the work I made sure happened for them. Um, so everything was for everyone else. This was the first time that I looked at myself and looked at the things that I enjoyed and really gave myself permission to engage in them. So and the question. And what, <laughs> and what were some of the passions that you uncovered? Like when you started to actually look at like, what am I passionate about? Like what right. are things that right. um, like get me fired up in the morning or like get me really excited to work at, to become better at? Yes. Okay. So um, the thing that, I noticed, I'm just going to look at my Venn diagram because <laughs> um, this was the dopest part for me was creating this Venn diagram. This was the permission, right? Because I went Canva crazy. Um, <laughs> but but um, my passions in the list was music, photography, inner peace, solitary time, movement, leisure time, safety for all, and learning. That was what I discovered out of creating this. Yeah. yeah. And was there at any point, like once, because you obviously found that stuff a bit later for yourself, has there ever been a point where any of those things had become obsessive? Like where you were like, I just want to do this all the time to the point that um, you maybe did fall into more of an obsession. Like I have to be the best at this if I'm going to do this thing or not. Everyone's different. So that's what yeah. Um, literally music was, I was obsessed with music. Um, I was obsessed with going to concerts. There was a high that I would experience Got from it. them and a high from music that just uh, moved me uh, away from paying attention to sometimes the difficulties of the world. Um, so this was my obsession to escape uh, through. Yeah. And did that hinder like did, so when you had to face maybe some things that were very difficult then and you couldn't go to a concert or you couldn't just distract yourself with music that obviously um can be very debilitating when you actually mm -hmm. are forced more so to face up to whatever is right in front of you um which mm -hmm. is th what we talk about is problematic with obsessive passions is that mm -hmm. the thing is it becomes like i need this like a drug basically like yeah. i need this um yeah. but it can be very distracting from the purpose of why you loved it in the first place okay. right and that it does bring joy and it does uplift and it does do all these beautiful things um mm -hmm. but when it's like no i need it then then it's a little less <laughs> joyful <laughs> yeah yeah no i did find myself in uh situations um you know taking care of bills or things like that mm -hmm. instead of uh in, instead of taking care of bills, going to a concert. That was when I was young and irresponsible. <laughs> I'm not that person Where? today, but Where? it was a thing. That was like the YOLO, right? Like YOLO yes. kind of mentality. And like when you're younger, you don't have any sense of consequences. You're like, yeah. you know what? Future me will figure it out. And right, then, right. And then future you comes along and is like, ah, crap. Now we got to make up for that lost time. Yeah. But um, that's awesome. So those were the, the passions that you uncovered for yourself, which is really beautiful. And how do you see that now, like when you look at kind of what your bigger purpose is in terms of your Venn diagram that we created, how, how do you see your, uh, your passions playing a part in your bigger purpose? 
Um, they definitely play a part in how I interact with clients when I'm shooting. Music is a big part of that. Um, and it also, um, it's not a form of escapism for me anymore. I've kind of learned to appreciate it differently now. Um, Prince's death was um, part of that kind of acceptance and then really appreciating his music after he was gone. Um, yeah, so for me, it's just a, 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 a different kind of appreciation to music. Yeah. And I think that's a really uh, good point for us to touch on here because both of us do similar work in terms of empowerment photography. But I would say for me, music is the last thing I think about when I'm doing a photo shoot because it is not like while I am a musician, I play piano, like I love music. What? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. So like I am am a musician, but like to me that that isn't a passion that helps me fulfill the purpose necessarily. Like it can help attribute Mm -hmm. to things that empower a client, right? To help them drop into a character or Mm -hmm. whatever. But my passions were more like um writing, speaking, and photography, of course. Those are the main like storytelling, I guess, would be like my main passion that I use to communicate with clients. And it's a good example of how we have similar purposes, missions, whatever, but we are coming at them from different perspectives with our own unique experiences and likes and dislikes and so on. Uh, Which brings us to the next one, which is your skills. And now what we talk about with skills, skills are the things that we weren't necessarily always good at, but we learned to become um, competent in, essentially. Mm -hmm. And sometimes skills are forged in moments of trauma. We learn how to time manage when somebody's in the hospital, that maybe we were terrible with time management before. Mm -hmm. Or we learn how to strategize more effectively or make things more efficient or whatever. So it's not always coming out of, um, it's not always like I have chosen to become skilled at this task. Sometimes (laughs) the skill is thrust upon us, but we recognize that we have, you know, oh, this is helpful. So maybe I want to continue working on that. So For yourself, what were some of the skills that you recognized in yourself? Things that you worked hard to become competent at? Um, hmm. Well, let me just list my skills that I found at the time, which was communication, event planning and execution, uh, photography, cheering for others, (laughs) writing, team player, leader, and listener. I would say the team player part was a big one for me um, to learn and to do well uh, for the work that I did in entertainment and performing arts um, and just uh, being a team player to execute the big picture, right? Um, And communication. So those were the two that I really um, put my efforts in. And how do you feel that those things now, like being a team player and communication, how does that affect you currently in like fulfilling your purpose, like your bigger, what you consider to be your bigger purpose? Um, They both uh, play a big part um, in 
connecting and creating community and creating safety, right? For my client, for the people that I interact with um, that share my work and uh, want to have others experience me. So um, yeah, communication uh, was a big part of that. And being is a big part of that and being a listener, um, that took time because I wanted to talk a lot. <laughs> yes, that's a communication thing for sure. That's, where you want to talk, you're like, yeah, you get real excited to tell people about that's what, <laughs> to be honest, that's something I also have had to and still really have a hard time with um, working through because I'm like, because my brain works like ahead of time. So I can mm -hmm. see where the conversation is going before it gets there, which is what we're going to talk about strength next. But that's mm -hmm. a good thing because I'm like usually ahead. But the problem with that is I'm like, oh, let me tell you where this is going <laughs> instead of like, and what do you think about that? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's definitely a skill, a learned skill. And um, over time, um, I've gotten better at it, but I was not good at it in the beginning. <laughs> you know what? That's a key thing that I touched on in the podcast about skills is that skills aren't something you're naturally good at necessarily. Um, it's either something you desire to become better at and you have to put in practice to do it. The only way to get better is to do the thing. Um, yes. But a lot of us, especially as adults, are like, well, I just want to be good at it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want to listen. Like that's not how it works, unfortunately. Like you have to put in the time and have the patience for that, that practice to pay off in terms of gaining skill. But the thing is, yeah, you it can be something that you want to get better at because you can see the benefit that will have to your bigger purpose, which is uh, fantastic. But I do know a lot of people sometimes get held up with like, mm -hmm. well, I'm not good at that. So I can't do that. Like I can't fulfill the purpose because I'm not good at this thing. And it's like, well, how do you expect to get better at this thing if you're not doing this thing? That was definitely me. Um, there was a time where I was really judgmental of myself. Um, and in addition to patience, I would say side alongside that is self-compassion mm. um and if I didn't have that um I wouldn't have gained the ability to listen you know yeah amazing so that takes us now to strengths and so I made Nancy do Clifton strengths I basically encourage everyone to do Clifton strengths because it helps me know who I'm talking to but uh as a strategic thinker this is important for me so I know how best to help people but for you like if even if you weren't to take the assessment and like have words to certain behaviors or whatever what are some of the natural strengths that you were kind of born with? Mm. Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, born with, I think born with, I've always been a good friend. I don't know how else to describe it, but I've always been a good friend to so many people. And I could remember that from like 10 years old, just people wanting to talk with me mm. so I think that was just the thing so like empathy um, probably or yes. like includery like you want yes. to bring people like to give people a space where they feel accepted and uh as yeah. they are. 
that has come very natural for me. So um, I would say that until I rebelled against it. <laughs> I didn't want to be friends. So why with did you? So why did you rebel against it? If you want to talk about that. Oh, um, uh, my beliefs about who I was in this world, or or how the world didn't accept me, mm. um, and I just felt like um, an outsider. So then I put up the wall, and of course that. Um, made people not want to be around me right um and so yeah that's how I found that out but I was like I'm actually a nice person <laughs> so, so, what, so yeah like what happened when you put that wall up then to prevent like this happens a lot I think with people that are what I call human givers right we're mm. like we just give so much and there are people that take advantage of that and then yeah. it gets to a point where because we either don't have the emotional capability to be like maybe I should give less uh mm -hmm. you know I don't have to give nothing but right. I not be giving everything we mm -hmm. we then just say well you know what I'm just shutting it off to everyone nobody gets yep. it because this way I won't get hurt but I also mm -hmm. can't get love right that's we right. just shut if we shut down the bad we also shut down the good that's, um, that's and what and what happened to you when you did that misery depression um uh loneliness but a different kind of loneliness like a sad loneliness i don't know how else to describe that but um like there's i enjoy being alone right and i enjoy my own company in that yeah. sense i didn't enjoy my own company i was just miserable yeah. so that was difficult to to um accept but i realized that was my safety mechanism at the time yeah and that's something that we talk a lot about in like with people that who do go through clifton strengths or whatever is i talk to them a lot about usually when we're depressed it's because we're not thriving in our strength zones and mm -hmm. if you are somebody that has a lot of relationship strengths and mm -hmm. you've shut off any relationship you're going to feel depressed for me, yeah. I have a lot of like strategic thinking or, um, you know, influencing talents. Those are my strengths. And mm. if I'm not able to talk to people, if I'm not able to influence people, if I'm not able, and I've noticed that during COVID, this is a perfect yeah. example where I'm not able to lead people because I'm trying to work, lead myself through this like time that nobody knows what the hell's happening. Right. It's like, <laughs> It can feel, it feels like somebody's putting a lid on like a pot of like boiling water and eventually it's going to burst mm -hmm. and then you have a whole mess because then you probably, after you like let that wall up, you were like, give me all the relationships, right? It's like <laughs> all the, the love, all kind of, of thing. You're yeah. like, I will take whatever I can get because I've yeah. uh, restricted myself for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's same with me. If I can't work for a certain amount of time, or if I can't talk to people, and you probably see this in me when I'm like, I'm going away for the weekend where I'm not talking <laughs> to anyone. And then I come back after a week and do a live, and I'm like, oh my God, I have so many things to tell you. Right. And I'm like, just like a fire hose because I mm -hmm. restricted it, restricted that talent of communication or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. for that time frame and so it's important for us when we look at what our strengths are is to recognize that we need to use them we don't have to use them all the time 
that's why we have multiple strengths, but it is important to make sure that we're like pushing the gas pedal a little bit on each of them. Yeah. Yeah. And learning what are those, if we don't know what they are, it's hard to know what to put the gas pedal on or give it a name. And it doesn't have to come from an assessment, though I find that helps just because I'm straight. Right. Right. But, but like putting a name to what these natural talents are that you have, I think mm-hmm. is really important. And the thing, the thing that I like to point out is the differentiation between skills and strengths. Skills, mm-hmm. like I said, are things that you maybe were shit at at the beginning, but then you learn how to become better at them. Strengths are things that you have all the time. You can look back at your childhood and say, I was always that way. And then I tried not to be that way because somebody came along and said, don't do that. Um, (laughs) And then you became depressed and you can't help but be that way. And so we say your strengths can very quickly become your weaknesses. (laughs) because when we can't when we don't use them we overuse them afterwards and so for you what are some other strengths that you recognize in yourself that now help you fulfill your purpose that you recognize them as strengths and you're like I purposefully focus on this because I know it will help me get to this next level with my purpose so the first one is maximizer And I would definitely say that that's what I've been tapping into since the course, actually. Um, I feel more confident in who I am and I know how I can um, expand that and use that, tap into it. I didn't use to, because I didn't recognize my strengths, right? Um, I didn't use to make myself aware of them and use them as tools. They have now become tools for me. And so there's there's a few of them. The maximizer, futuristic, adaptability, connectedness, and self-assurance. Futuristic was a surprise to me, uh, but um, I'm using it now in, as a tool to create for who I want to become, how I want my business to unfold and just my life to unfold. So it's very exciting. And I think too, one of the ones that you had like uh, earlier, like right before we started talking about strengths, when I, when I think of you, as far as a strength goes, if you hadn't done the assessment, I would have said Mm. resilience is one of your strengths Mm. Um, from what, from what I know of you and just the way you, you live your life and all that good stuff, but adaptability and futuristic both play a part in resilience because resilience Mm -hmm. is essentially the ability to bounce back after no matter what is thrown at you it's like okay that fucking sucked but we don't but to change course and move forward um and I see that in you like so often and I think too like you like honing in on that skill of listening helps Mm -hmm. you to do even more of that to say like okay like this didn't work but what now I need to listen to what other people are maybe saying to help me move in the yeah. right direction or look for the, I know you're very big on signs and like the universe, yes. stuff like that. <laughs> and, but that is listening, listening to that yourself is- and trusting mm-hmm. that's the other key. Um, so they play a big part in that, I think for you, at least that's what I see. I would agree. Um, and yes, at what I can say that is true, is I've been able to listen more to my inner self, and that allows me to listen more to the world in that sense, Um, become a better listener, um, clearer with my desires, um, more certain 
of my decisions and more confident. So yeah, absolutely. I would agree. And when you, when you are more confident in your, or do you find that because you're more confident in your decisions and who you are and where you want to go, it mm-hmm. probably is less difficult to be distracted on the way to fulfilling your purpose, the way that you foresee your purpose to be. Absolutely. There is, I, <laughs> let me find the words, <laughs> but the, I feel bigness. I feel expansiveness. I feel strength um, when I feel that, or am I, when I'm aware of that confidence and that decision from that place of knowingness, there is power in me and I am deeply connected to it. And I love that. Yeah. The, I wrote a post today that where it talks about how like, if I, if I grow too quickly, or if I like remove myself from the growth process too quickly, I'll, uh, as like, if I was a butterfly, I think that I was flying, but actually I'm just caught up in the cyclone of chaos. Yes. Whereas if I let myself be patient and get through a moment of growth, then Mm -hmm. I will actually have the confidence to soar. Um, yes. I don't even know where that, this is what happens that when I wake beautiful. up right first thing in the morning, right? Yeah. But yes. Sure, but to be fair, shortly after that, I also wrote about me being like a raccoon scavenging my Amazon packages. So, <laughs> you know, it's not all beauty, but, but the thing is, it is that idea of that, like where, when you are resolute in what you know to be true about yourself and you're confident mm-hmm. in your strengths and skills and all those things then as the world is swirling around you, you can like stay put um, Mm -hmm. despite the chaos swirling around you, if that makes sense. Yes, totally makes sense. That's awesome. I always say stillness is the move. I love that. that Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's what the word stillness came up in my post today. So that's very good. <laughs> yes, it's very connected. It always is. Um, that was a song Solange did. Solange, Beyonce's sister. Did. Oh, beautiful. So now that we've gone through passion and skills and strength, mm-hmm. we now mm-hmm. come to experience and knowledge. And so experience and knowledge are the things that we that make us the most unique out of all that other stuff. Like you and other people that do boudoir photography or empowerment photography love music. You have the same skills. Other people like to listen. You have the same strength. You and I share maximizer as a strength. Like Mm -hmm. there are things that we have in common, but your experience and knowledge is yours and yours alone. And I just read um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And basically- Mm -hmm the paraphrase it says like experience is the one thing nobody can take from you that is yours and yours alone Mm -hmm. and so so this I believe and now this is I even said this on the podcast um last week about this was that um about the experience and knowledge one it's not to say I hope you go through shitty things so that way you can help (laughs) other people it's like no, no I hope you don't go through shitty things however when you do, I hope you can find that there was meaning for it to help make sense of it, to either help other people, make the world a better place, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's not hoping Mm -hmm. and and not saying that you Mm -hmm. can't live a life without that. Like, like you won't be successful if you don't experience hardship. That's not what we're saying. 
-hmm. It's just saying you've probably gone through some things that are specific to you that allow mm -hmm. you to have a very unique perspective on the world that not everyone has. And that is the viewpoint that you are able to bring to connect you to yes. other people. So for yourself, if you don't mind sharing, what we're like one or th one to three is usually what I tell people to focus on. One mm -hmm. to three experiences that you've encountered that have brought you wisdom. Mm. Shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a hard one. Um, whew, I would say the first um, one that comes to mind is... Uh, my mother's transition or her death um, when I was 25, that shifted how I navigated the world and what felt like safety was no longer safe. And I really had to find my own way. Um, and that took a while. Uh, it was very difficult. So that was one of the experiences for me. Um, the second look this is hard no the second was again you're like <laughs> um the second i would say was a breakup um that i was really in the victimhood story um and it uh, was very hard to look at myself and to accept who i was in that relationship mm -hmm. And then the third was not uh, a difficult experience. It was actually an awakening experience. And it's been my spiritual journey where I walked into my spiritual center and I was invited by my friends and it turned into, I could not not go. It was the place I belonged that made sense, that accepted me as a queer person and I can, connect to this uh, relationship with my higher self and um, feel safety in that. And it wasn't religious based. And so um, for me, that experience has shifted me to um, be who I am, be the love that I am in this world, yeah. Beautiful. And that's the thing is like, there will be people out there that have experienced similar like mm -hmm. trajectory, but not all the same and nor in the same sequence that you experience mm -hmm. the things because you also have connectedness as a strength, I believe that all <laughs> things are connected. So if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. So like everything has had to happen for it to be what it is. Yep. But it, but it is those experiences. So how do you take that experience and wisdom that you've learned from these? The, we'll just use these three things, but there's a, a shit ton more, I'm certain. Like uh, our whole lives are nothing but experience and wisdom. But what are the... Yeah, that's why books happen. Like this is, like, this is why people write novels. Um, so like, how do you take that information of whatever you learned once you got through those things or came out the, I always say you, it, there's a before and an after. So mm -hmm. again, it can be a good thing or, or a not so great thing that happened mm -hmm. in your life, but there's a very specific before and after it happened. And yeah, um, yeah. so how do you take the wisdom you gained from those mm -hmm. situations and apply it to fulfilling your purpose now? Mm. Um... I, I let it uh, 
I use it as tools. I think that's the, it has become part of my toolbox, if that makes any sense. And so uh, those experiences are valuable. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's like my GPS pretty much not to go one way to go another way, or you may not want that to happen again. So how can we reevaluate this situation? Um, it is a, it is a tool. They have become tools for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the other thing I'll just touch on quickly with the experience and knowledge is that again, it literally can also be a certification. Like maybe <laughs> you, maybe you're certified and like, are you, do you have any certification in anything? <laughs> no. Okay, but that's, that's a good example. So whereas, again, we we do similar jobs, but mm -hmm. I have certification in positive psychology or strength based mm -hmm. organizations. And so mm -hmm. that can become my experience and knowledge and something I bring to the table when it comes to working yeah. with clients, and your mm -hmm. very specific experience. The other specific experience that you have, Nancy, is that you're a black queer woman, right? Living yes. in New York, <laughs> which itself comes with its own wisdom that I, as a very pale Canadian, cannot, <laughs> will not ever have, right? right. And so- and so there are those experiences as well that bring us, that allow us to connect with other people that mm -hmm. might feel alone in those yes. things that make them who they are. And so that's why, if, that's why I love going through the part of experience and knowledge is because it can help us make meaning of all these things. Like mm -hmm. if you know, even when my dad died, and I think this is what I talked about on the podcast, when my dad died, my mom said, okay, what are you going to do to honor his legacy? Instead mm -hmm. of, instead of like focusing on us, what are you going to do with what you learned from him to yeah. move forward, yeah. right? Like what experience did you take away from this that will help somebody mm -hmm. else going through the same thing? And mm -hmm. I think that's like, one of the best things that we can do to not only heal others, but also heal ourselves and those things that we maybe feel shame about or, um, or judge ourselves for is like, well, you're not alone. Like, even that's, just, right. that's what I always <laughs> say to people is like, yes, you are a unique, special unicorn. However, <laughs> this world is vast and broad. And like, Again, nobody will have the exact sequence of events that you had, but there will be parts of it that allow you to connect with a stranger on the other side of the world that right. if it makes them feel just a little less alone in this big world, isn't mm -hmm. that worth it? Like I always, I think absolutely it's worth it. And um, as you speak about this, I am in a nine week group, um, body liberation BIPOC group. And um, I am the oldest in the group. And these okay. people are like between 20, 20 and 35 or so maybe. And um, first of all, just being in conversation with them in the first class, it just felt like um, I could have so much confidence in the youth, the brilliance, the mindfulness, mm. the just, just the beauty of these folks, right? And um, with that being said, it's just, I was able to share my experience of what it was like for me at 25 in a time where expression was just not accepted in the ways that they are able to. And 
we connected. So my age didn't make a difference. It was about experiences and they shared their experiences, which validated 25 year old Nancy. So, you know, I just think it doesn't matter. Age is not a factor. It's truly the experience and how you, you perceive it and how you can share it and help and heal the world in that way. So, or your world, because your world's expands out to other worlds right so it's beautiful it is it is this is the thing when you get two connectedness people in the world like i can see it just expanding and it's so beautiful (laughs) right it's so magical i just love it Mm -hmm. so yeah so experience and wisdom is really important and i know a lot of times people when especially creatives are afraid they're they're standardly afraid to share these parts of themselves um, Mm -hmm. of things they've gone through because there is shame around it but my thing is always to encourage hey that's the thing that allows you to actually connect like the thing yeah. you think is your kryptonite is actually your superpower more often <laughs> than not. And it's, it's not bad. like you have to tell everyone the gritty, you know, nitty gritty details. And I used to say yeah. this when people be like, well, how do I tell people about my body image, you know, experience? Oh. And I'm like, I didn't go on there and be like, oh, I, you know, I hated <laughs> myself and oh, so sad, you know, like this big, it's right. not about me. Rather mm-hmm. saying like, as somebody who's gone through this, I can understand what you might be thinking. It helps right. build that empathy piece for other people to feel safe and connected. And mm-hmm. um, and I think it's worth looking at, like, will me sharing this part of myself that I'm afraid of actually help mm-hmm. me connect with people that I want to help. <laughs> so now we're on the last kind of piece of the Venn diagram, which is our values and values exercises. If you listen to the last podcast is what I talked about yeah. is like my favorite thing in the world, because I consider mm-hmm. values to be like the highways we travel to get to the goal. And yeah. so, or the mission or purpose, whatever. And so my highways, just to recap, are curiosity, compassion, empathy, and education. Those are the four paths I take, regardless of what I'm sharing um, and so on. This is how I share it. This is why I share it is through this kind of uh, way of expressing myself. And it helps mm-hmm. me stay focused and not just complainy and right. not just ranty, though if maybe that's a maybe that's a value somebody has. Cool. Mm-hmm. That, that works too. You know, that's something. That's something. It definitely but, is. Yeah, there's different ways to influence people and help people than just through my ways. So when you went through the values exercise, Nancy, what values did you come up with for yours? Hmm. Um, Okay, so the one on top is genius is expressed through Hmm. self-compassion. Joy is the gateway to freedom and creativity. (laughs) curiosity is where peace of mind resides and then spirituality is the fundamental to um, support to true expression yeah beautiful so can you give me an example of how you've used any of those like a pretty specific example of how you've used any of those in order to fulfill your purpose um curiosity has been a powerful gift and way to fulfill my purpose. Um, curious about why an encounter may happen, curious about 
why a thought comes up and what it leads me to. Um, staying in curiosity when something uh, opposing shows up and, and not be so fearful of it. Um, and also curiosity of the unknown. Um, I used to fear it and it, I would go into freeze mode, right? Um, but now that I look at it with curiosity, uh, there's always something that I learned from it, so. Yeah. Is there an experience that you've had recently where you've maybe tapped into that curiousness of the unknown? <laughs> One of them was uh, doing an exhibit for myself. What? Uh, for my- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> I woke up one day and I was just like, hmm, I wonder what that would be if I displayed my work. And I am not known to do that. So this was a first. And, um, you know, last year was a year of a lot of learning. I did the Boudoir University. I did um, Denise's course. I did your course, Empowerment for Everybody. And it really built my confidence to get really clear. And I was like, I've done some shit in the last two years. Why not share it, right? <laughs> so I was curious about it. And then I just kind of let it unfold. And uh, my friend opened up a gallery called My Gallery NYC. And I was like, can I rent it for the weekend of my birthday? Because my birthday's on a Friday. We're going to party all weekend because I'm turning 50. So um, yeah, and it, it just, everything's just started falling into place, everything I needed. And then um, even in the display of the work, I, I had all this work and didn't know how to curate it. Mm. And I really just listened to what felt good and followed what felt good and created this story called Jubilee. <laughs> and so that 25 pieces, because I was really ambitious, I wanted to do 50, <laughs> but that was really expensive. And so I was like, okay, we're gonna cut that down. And then we did 25 photos and told, you know, little stories in between with, with uh, connecting like three pictures and four pictures together. And it was a jubilation <laughs> and uh, we celebrated all weekend and I'm really proud of it. Um, I can yeah. see all your other values in there too. Joy <laughs> for yes. sure. Yes. Because you trusted that things would be provided for you and then that they yeah. were. And then what was your first value again? genius tapping into the genius yeah and, and then you were displaying your genius essentially <laughs> for other people to experience so you can see totally. how, and how and here's the best question is how did it feel executing mm. that for yourself that was <laughs> it was a high that I cannot articulate I just know I was proud of myself. I was happy for myself. I was um, impressed with myself. I just, um, all at once, it is like the ultimate orgasm. <laughs> that's what it was like. And that's, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what it feels like when you are able to fulfill your purpose through all of these things. <laughs> so maybe I should change this to a sex ed thing because- 
<laughs> but, it, but it really does it really is like the best version of yourself when you can execute yes. through your strengths when you're showing up with your skills when you're showing up doing things you're passionate about and you're doing them for the reasons that make you come alive and yes. you're sharing your story along with the stories of other people through that now there was one specific experience that happened during that was there not where somebody saw a photo maybe where oh, yes. so Tell us about that. Um, a passerby uh, came into the gallery and she looked around. She was pretty much just standing in the middle of the room and looking at all the pieces. And then she was like, what's that one? What's the name of that one? And I was like, there are no names. I want you to have your own experience with them. So what do you think the name should be? And she was like, you should name it the color purple. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she was like, you need to send it to um, Steven Spielberg. And why am I forgetting her name in this moment that wrote Oprah? the book? Oh, no, the color. I was like, Oprah oh. was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm so mad. I'm forgetting her name, but um, send it to them. And I was like, uh, okay, thanks. Right. Um, so she leaves and she comes back and she's like really um, aggressive. And she's just like, no, you really need to name that the color purple. So now I'm like, okay, ma'am, I come over to her and we go closer to the picture and we're talking. And I'm like, why don't we take it? Cause she asked how much it would cost to purchase it. She didn't have the money at the time, but I said, why don't we come closer, take a picture together in front of it. And we get closer and she realizes it's two men. And she just starts bawling. And she's like, it's beyond the color now. Like, this is love. This is beautiful. This is connection. Oh my God. You know, and she's crying. I've never experienced this if it wasn't someone that I photographed and their response to the photograph. Right. So um, I, I just was just undone by it. We took the picture and she left, but yeah, that I learned sharing my work um, is something, you know, I was hoarding my work. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I definitely learned that this is not to be hoarded, um, good or bad, quote unquote. Um, it is to be out in the world and shared and that there are people who will have experiences of it. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that story so much always. That's why I made you tell it. <laughs> All right. So, but, the, but that show for you, like, or even for me, just looking from the outside, looking in is mm -hmm. like your Venn diagram come to life essentially yeah. like it literally is like all of all of the things that, mm -hmm. that you were able to be when you focused on that, a, it's not for you, it's for mm -hmm. other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how can I use my God given talents or whatever deity you believe in my, mm -hmm. my talents and my skills and my strengths and my passions? How can I use this to change the world a little bit? And even if you change the world for just that one person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right. Is that not worth it? It was completely worth it. And what I will say is that in the process of um, curating this work, 
this course happened, right? And if it weren't for me doing this Venn diagram, this was part of the creation of my confidence to share that work. This was part of me understanding myself better at this iteration of Nancy that I could share with the world, right? Because I've never, okay, so you see how, <laughs> oh my gosh, so we're going into the new year and everybody's doing these um, TikTok videos or whatever that just show all that they've done through the year and all of that and like taking an assessment of their year, right? This was my New Year's Eve thing. This was me assessing who I have become. And so, yeah, approaching 50 in that sense and all those just really taking stock in who I have become. So yeah, this was a beautiful experience and helpful um, in me identifying who I am even better. Yeah. yeah, I think a big part of it is like once we put all the all the puzzle pieces, that's the way my brain visualizes it is mm -hmm. puzzle pieces. It then allows us to kind of create a container for which we can brainstorm all the different ways now we can execute our purpose, whether yeah. it's in the one on one photo shoot with a client or mm -hmm. when you go to your hip hop class and connect with <laughs> a younger person, or when you have a gallery show, like whatever the thing is that you're doing, you now have mm -hmm. a much clearer idea of how daily you can show up in purpose. Yeah. Um, and at the end of at the end of this segment or whatever, we kind of talked about like what what is purpose for you right now at this point in your life? Did you kind of summarize that for yourself? What do you think your purpose is? Mm. Um, to answer that question in this now moment, my purpose is always to be love in this world, um, is to always be a reflection of love and possibility. Um, and my purpose is to be free. I love that. And you help other people do the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how, do, how do you then, when you encounter somebody that is resistant to mm. love or even just somebody like yells something nasty or like, maybe they like honk their <laughs> horn at you or whatever, like somebody's having a shitty day, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, so how do you then use your purpose to kind of guide your response as opposed to mm -hmm. your reaction to, mm -hmm. to a person that is resistant to love. <laughs> so let me, let me just say this. Um, it is important that we understand that we don't always remember we are love, right? <laughs> and sometimes a person can get cussed out, but I don't do that. <laughs> but um, I do experience, like there, I was at a bus stop and like three weeks ago. And this guy just comes and stands where I'm sitting. Like I have a seat. It's hard to get a seat waiting for the bus. Yeah. And he starts smoking. And I'm like, sir, do you mind going on the other side of the glass and smoking? And he literally said, no. And I was like, oh. So I breathed on it. I got my ass up and I moved away from the smoke, but I wanted to curse him out. <laughs> it took me did. a moment. I, you know, and internally I just, I was, I was really upset, but then I was just like, you know, 
that is what it was. That is not for me. I can choose to engage with this person who clearly had some kind of problem or I could walk away from it. And so you make choices. You do make choices. That's what I do. I don't always um, see the love, but you know what was really weird? My partner and I were driving and uh, we came to the red light in a whole other neighborhood. And he literally crossed in front of the car. And I was like, oh my God, that's the guy. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, he's coming into my energy a little too, too much for me. So what is it that I need to heal <laughs> to get this out of the way? If you think that way, this, that's how maybe, I think. Maybe it's that he gives zero fucks about what other people think <laughs> and he's gonna do what he's gonna do. And you need to channel some of that energy. Some of that, right? <laughs> maybe that's his purpose is to show up <laughs> and make you start saying no more often <laughs> more often i mean that that could be right that could be right um but you know i feel like everything every encounter is a gift um in some way uh whether we are pleased with it or not um <laughs> Uh, and it's not always the good gift, right? And we have experiences in ourselves and that we are called to heal and they show up in the biggest and smallest ways. So yeah, that's how I encounter those. <laughs> but even you telling that story, it's like, I could see your values of curiosity as like, well, what do I want to do in this situation? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what it means that he keeps showing up in my life. Right. That's Definitely exactly internal it. reflection is happening in this situation. <laughs> Always. And, and, but that's like when you're, a, and I've noticed that, it, but it's a practice again. It's just like a skill, right? Like learn, yes. like living through your values. Because yes. 10 years ago, you probably would have cussed them out. I would have cussed them out. That's, that's I, actually I said that about like commenting on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. posts and challenging mm -hmm. people was definitely yes. five years ago, Terry. But right. now I'm like, it's not doing anything so like let's right. go people want to hear from you instead mm -hmm. of trying to convince people of something like you're yeah, the only one you can control <laughs> i definitely um learned and this is experience that and in practice right that if it's not beneficial then i'm not gonna do it right mm -hmm. and that is down to cussing somebody out to you know the biggest choice of purchasing a new computer or whatever i just um really am respectful of what comes into my experience and what how to honor my desires right of peace because that's the ultimate desire for me is peace of mind peace of body you know and, and that's just, that freedom piece that you were talking about like uh, like part of your bigger purpose is freedom that's right and that Absolutely. is like being free of all these things that we think we need to have or need to do or should mm -hmm. the shoulds of the world. Shoulds. Right. So maybe that's why the no guy is there is to kind of make sure <laughs> like no means freedom. <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm gonna choose no. <laughs> yeah. So it will be what you want it to be. That's the moral of that story, people. Sure. So <laughs> take it for what it is. But that that is amazing i want to thank you for like walking through your steps of how you created or crafted your venn diagram because mm -hmm. it um it does take a, a little bit of time and reflection to really be honest about certain things 
Um, and it does help when you have a course to go through, <laughs> like where, yes. where somebody's like staring at you and like, what did you, what did you put down? <laughs> like that helps, of course. But if you are doing this, That's how it felt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas if you're doing this on your own, it is easy to distract yourself from doing Absolutely. the work of doing the steps that we've laid out in, in the last few podcast episodes. Mm-hmm um to figuring it out and drawing this venn diagram of all your pieces together and so the final piece uh to figuring out your purpose is really just like brainstorming all the different ways that you can execute through all Mm -hmm. the things that you wrote down there um and that's really awesome so for you nancy what are some of the tangible things that you look forward to doing to helping you achieve your purpose of being love in the world and Mm. uh, and and uh, freedom and all that good stuff? Um, it's my daily spiritual practice. That is a big part of what, um, and it, for some, it may not be a spiritual practice. It may be, or you may not want to use the word spiritual, but it is self-connectedness. And just every day I'm committed to taking time with myself um, every morning when I wake up and um that is huge and that is a tangible thing that sets me off in my day. Um, uh, I'm committed to my business. Uh, Tuesdays is admin day. Um, And so uh, that is huge because I worked um, for a company before and this transition into entrepreneurship has been some (laughs) shit. Some motherfucking shit, if I can say the words, right? Definitely say those words. (laughs) And so, um, you know, the skills that I would use for a job, I just didn't apply to myself. And I kept feeling like I couldn't do it for myself. But um, I realized I could. And I realized I'm a badass at certain things. And and I could be that for myself. So it's um, that in practice. Um, in honor of my business and the thing that is my tool and purpose, um, part of one of my purposes anyway. Um, So yeah, those two, I would say, are the most important tangible things that I do to to be able to create. When I fill my cup, I can serve from the overflow. And so that's how I fill my cup. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all this good stuff. You had a lot of good stuff there. People are going to be inspired. See, even all of that led you to this talk now that you're going to even, even through this chat, you will be able to fulfill your purpose to the listeners of love and give them a little bit of permission. Even if it's them identifying with you saying that entrepreneurship is some shit, they will be like, oh my God, she gets it. <laughs> which is so which is so important though because entrepreneurship is lonely as shit and sometimes we mm-hmm. nobody talks about how hard it actually is and so hearing somebody say that is like oh thank god I'm not just crazy like it literally <laughs> is really hard and so and so I want to thank you for coming on this podcast to share with everyone all, all your goodness all your beautiful goodness um and yeah and I love you. You're amazing. It's an honor to be here. And I love you, Terry. And just, you know, I will say, because I always have to acknowledge your goodness. You, um, you have been in this pandemic life for me. 
you have been such a source, such a beacon, mm-hmm. um, and such a, a clear understanding of possibility for myself. And so I appreciate you deeply and dearly um, for everything that you choose to do, everything that you remain curious in and then share it with us. And I watch it unfold and I see how you've grown. And it's just wonderful. It's beautiful. And thank you. I I just need people to know that Nancy's one of those people that for like five years, like you also are a source for me because like, I don't know how, you know, but like (laughs) I'm at my lowest, all of a sudden there's a little bloop, like Facebook notification. And Nancy's just (laughs) like, I don't know why I'm just supposed to tell you that you're like a light in this world. And I'm like, ah, and just like tears. (laughs) And so like you show up always when I need it, when I am like as somebody that's a strong independent woman that (laughs) you show up and fill my cup up when I when you don't even know how much it actually makes a difference I don't think you just do you just you just do what you do and that and that's the beauty of purpose I think when you can kind (laughs) of hang on to it it's like you trust that what you're doing is just what you're supposed to be doing and then no matter what even if it feels weird like or odd or like Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna like whatever they may not respond or they may not like this but you like no but I still have to show up and do that um Mm -hmm. it makes a huge fucking difference uh Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really good note for us to end on because (laughs) you need to show up that's the thing is you just need to show up and trust that your purpose is needed in the world Mm -hmm. more than you think it is yeah absolutely give it 